All right. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Um, so this is our monthly get together uh, across this this nation. Um, and last time, if you, if I recall correctly, we talk about serving in the and the importance of our conscience uh, in our service to the Lord. And uh, I hope you remember that. And I hope that you will continue to exercise yourself and have much dealings with the Lord related to your conscience. Um, this um, today, um, my burden is to continue from there to fellowship concerning the importance of our spirit in serving the Lord. Now, uh, that is nothing, not, nothing new, I suppose, to us. Um, um, we talk a lot about the human spirit. We talk a lot about our regenerated spirit. We talk a lot about the mingle spirit. In other words, the spirit mingle, our spirit mingle with the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. So these things are familiar to us. But today, I would like to underline and really stress, um, dear ones, the utmost absolute importance of an exercise spirit, or may I say, a strong spirit. Um, why am I talking about this? Because in my general observation, um, amongst the serving ones, and I uh, refer to you, I mean, talking about you, um, and uh, uh, the full-timers. And my general, this is a, just only a general impression, is that the spirit, this mingle spirit, or this, this, um, is not that strong, not as strong as it should be. And the exercise of this spirit, therefore, is also not so strong. I would even say somewhat weak. And so um, um, whether it is in uh, our, our prayer, you know, a lot of times I'm with some younger serving ones, um, they can hardly um, sustain uh, even a short round of prayer. You know, they come together and they pray, you know, they go around the circle once and as if they ran out of gas, no more gas. You know, it's like these uh, NASCARs or Indy 500, you know, whatever, these sports cars racing. 
you're supposed to do 200 laps no? or 500 laps for, you know, in some, uh, some uh, 24 hours, you have to keep driving this car to win that race. But after one lap, uh, you, 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 you're done. You're done because there's no more gas in your tank or, or something like this. And, and you have to drop out of the race. It, it almost feels like that. One round of prayer and you are uh, spent. One round of prayer, uh, you have done enough. You, you are exhausted. One round of prayer, you're already uh, panting. For what? For lack, lack of exercise and the lack of strength of what? Of your spirit my spirit. And so um, this subject of the exercise of the spirit or of having a strong spirit um, in our service to the Lord, in our serving the Lord, um, is perhaps the first thing, the most important thing there is um, in our serving full-time, in our preaching the gospel in our shepherding of uh, of others and various other things that we do in the church life um, in service to the Lord. So um, this um, um, uh, these verses that uh, Stephen just posted, you don't need to look at it right now. Um, some of you. Uh, have seen this, or even you have this sheet of paper. Uh, others of you probably have not seen it. But uh, I put this together, and I say, my spirit with an exclamation point. My spirit, exclamation point. Uh, that means I want to get your attention. Now, this is not an outline. These are verses, scriptures from both the Old and the New Testament. Uh, I would not say this is totally exhaustive um, on the human spirit or the mingled spirit uh, in the word, but I would say 95%. So um, I have it here with me, two pages, two sides, and... I hope that you would uh, uh, download it, and you, it's in four columns each, and you can fold it into four and put it in your Bible somewhere, everywhere you go. In other words, I hope that you would take this matter most seriously and familiarize yourself with all the scriptures on this matter. I started with the Old Testament. There are not as many verses, obviously, in the Old Testament, but there's still a lot of very, very good verses on this on this matter. Then uh, about 75% of the scriptures are from the New, the New Testament, on the matter of the human spirit, the mingled spirit, my spirit. You know, this word, my spirit, 
is used, you know, when uh, um, Stephen was stoned to death, huh? you know, the first martyr in the church. The last prayer, if you will, of this man was what? Receive my spirit. The last thing is not uh, what? Take care of this, take care of that, you know. Oops, I forgot to write my will, you know. No, the last thing, the last gasp of breath of this one who is martyred uh, for the Lord and the Lord's testimony is, Lord, receive my spirit. I mean, that should tell you what's the most important part. What is the most important thing in a human being, and especially in a Christian? And that is not his body. His body is going to die in the case of Stephen. Not even his soul. The soul is in God's hands, all right? And um, the Lord would take care of it. But as far as Stephen is concerned, when he uh, was dying, or he was about to die, he what committed his spirit above all else. He committed his spirit to God, to the Lord to the one standing on the throne. So the same thing happened, uh, actually, uh, when the Lord himself died. Uh, he bowed his head and he delivered up his spirit. My, you may say, well, this is all too morbid. Well, morbid or not, I'm making a point Uh Brothers and sisters, our spirit is the center of our being. And, of course, we know that in the creation of man, uh, both by the account in Genesis and also later by such accounts as in Zechariah and elsewhere, uh, you know, Zechariah 12.1, it is one of the verses here, um, Jehovah, who stretches forth the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. And we all have heard this, that the spirit is so important. The spirit of man is so important that it is on par, on par with the stretched heavens and the what? And the laid out earth. I mean, our spirit in the eyes of God is as important, actually it's more important, than heaven and earth. Brother Lee famous say, the heaven is for the earth, the earth is for man, and man is made with a spirit. At the end of the day, without the spirit, Almost there is no meaning to heaven and no meaning to the earth. What is heaven for? Well, so that this planet earth can exist. What is this earth for? So that man can dwell on it and live. 
But if man does not have a spirit that God formed, they'll still be empty. We might have the spirit, but we need to remember why were we made or are we made with the spirit. And simply put, and we all know this, is so that what? So that we can contact God. We can have fellowship with God. We can connect with God. We can communicate with God. Am I right? And not only so, that we would have a spirit that we can receive God. We can re- Man can actually receive God, the God who made the heavens and the earth, all the stars, galaxies, billions and zillions, whatever. This God ultimately have only one purpose, and that is to get into this creature called man can you can you can you imagine that and to come into what a particular part that he has designed in man he, that he has formed in man and that is his spirit so it's like a big target you know you got heavens as the outer ring the earth as the middle ring and man as the third ring, and in the center of man is man's spirit. Oh, brothers and sisters, this just this thought, just this thought should cause us to realize how elevated, how high, how important, how noble is our spirit. I mean, I I don't know how to... (laughs) Uh, say this, and so the spirit of man becomes is something very, very special in man. The most special organ or faculty or part of man, we call it the third part, am I right? The body, the soul, and the spirit. And that spirit um becomes the um, targeted dwelling place of God in man. That God's purpose would be fulfilled altogether by his coming into that part, to dwell there, to live there, to be with man, to be one with man, to be joined to man, and eventually to become everything to man. And from there, in our spirit, he would work out his full salvation according to his economy. And that is to firstly regenerate our spirit, to fill our spirit, right? Um, uh, to, to, to live in our spirit and even, listen, to move and act and do things uh, in our spirit. God, God himself. Of course, today in the person of Christ, um, who is now transfigured to become the life-giving spirit, of course, dwelling in us in this way and working in us in this way and thereby working out his whole economy in our being and through us um, to others, what, in and through 
our spirit. This is a, a great, great thing. Great, great thing. And from our spirit, and we all know this, he would what? He would spread, right? He would transform then our soul, our mind, emotion, and will. Uh, today, in as a process of his salvation, the so-called organic salvation within us, and ultimately, even not only our soul would be transformed, but even our body, right? One day, when the Lord comes, we'll be redeemed or transfigured to what? To be saturated with life, the life of God by the, his spirit. And at that time, we will be what? Fully glorified and saved. Now, this is on the side of God's salvation. But my fellowship at these times concerns our service, our serving the Lord. But I must firstly impress you about such importance. I don't know, brothers and sisters, every day you live, you wake up this morning, you live the day, you do things, you walk about, you carry on, and, and you speak, and you think, and you purpose, and you uh, uh, feel. All these things, are you aware that the Spirit is there? That the Spirit is number one? Um, that the Spirit is the highest and the noblest part of your being? And that is the God part of your being. It is made in the shape of God, as we, you know, like to illustrate, like the hand in the glove. And, and my, you see, if you read these verses that are, I, I gave you, and if you pray read them, taking your time, I, in many places I said, um, take a verse a day. This, they're all together about 150 verses or something like that. Um, take half a year, one verse a day, and pray this word into you. Let this word sink in. Let this word impress you. Let this word revolutionize you. Well, it did me. It did me when I was younger, your age, and younger. Really. This matter of the Spirit is just made so prominent, so special, um, that nothing is more important than my spirit. Nothing is more important to take care of it, to treasure it, to, to care for it, to, to, um, uh, to use it, to exercise it, uh, to build it up, uh, to strengthen it. Nothing is more important to me than this. And eventually, this exercise and this strength of my spirit affects every part of my life, and especially my serving life. I can only uh, <laughs> say this and try to impress you with this matter. And you have to really 
pray to the Lord. You have to exercise before the Lord to really see this matter. Now, um, uh, how should we we start? Okay, let's, um, there is a book in the uh, New Testament uh, that particularly talk about this matter of serving uh, service related to our spirit. And that is the book of Romans. All right, the book of Romans. And uh, today I will just uh, start by just using three verses from that book. Then I will use a few verses uh, from Second Timothy um, uh, to apply that, to apply that. The first verse in Romans is chapter 1, verse 9. Again, a verse that we all should be familiar with. And that is, Paul said, For God is my witness, whom I serve in my spirit in the gospel of his Son. How unceasingly I make mention of you always in my prayers. So, out of the just just he just Paul just got started you know from the outset he mentioned this you know he he was he, he is here talking about his burden uh to preach the gospel you know roman talks about uh the gospel and the preaching of this gospel and you may say, actually, Brother Lee said this, the first and most important thing in the preaching of the gospel is this matter of our spirit. I serve in my spirit. Uh, we should really put this as a banner somewhere. In your room, maybe. I serve in my spirit. This is this is this is it this is it um paul's testimony is he was not serving anywhere else he is serving in the spirit you know in uh john chapter 4 it says what it says today god is seeking uh new testament worshipers and those worshipers because god himself is spirit right god is not physical uh god is not in the realm of um um, um the 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 mental or psychological realm god is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truthfulness or reality so Dear saints, this word worship here, you can substitute with the word serve. You know, to serve and to worship is the same thing in concept. When we serve the Lord, we worship him. And we worship God by serving God. But how do we serve God? What is the first thing we need to know in serving God? And that is the word must We must worship him in spirit. There is no other way and place 
to serve God, but our spirit. It's not this mountain or that mountain. The Lord said to that woman, Samaritan woman, it's not here, not there. It's not any physical place. It is not serving in the mind, in your soul, in your emotions. It is to serve in one place and one place only, and that is in spirit, in your human spirit, in the center of your being. That's where you contact God. That's where you serve God. That's where you do things unto God. And we forget about this often in our daily daily life and even in our service as we're preaching the gospel we forgot about our spirit so this spirit of course we know is not the spirit of god you know to be precise in romans 1 9 but paul's regenerated spirit and may i say this we know this but let me say this again Our spirit is different, different from what? From our soul, from our heart, from our emotion, mind, and will. It's a different thing. Now, our soul is important, of course. Our heart is important. But the spirit is different from that. The spirit is first. Christ did not really come into our soul. When people say Christ came into my heart, generally speaking, that is correct. But he didn't really come into our heart, but he came into our spirit, which is the hidden man in the heart or of the heart. I think somewhere in Peter it says that. And so he came into our spirit and make our spirit our hidden man, our inner man. To make our spirit no longer a faculty or a place, but a person now, right? Where Christ dwells. And this is our regenerated human spirit. So in the book of Romans, Paul stressed this very much. You know, whatever we are, whatever we have, whatever we do in service to the Lord must be in spirit. And Paul took the lead. He what? He served God in his regenerated spirit. And that means he served by what? By his spirit. And that means because Christ is in his spirit, that means he's served by Christ. And because his, his service is to minister life to people, whether it's in the gospel or whether it is in edifying the believers, is to minister life to, uh, to those around him. He was, what, using his spirit to do that because Christ, the life of God, the spirit are all in his spirit, his spirit, mingle with his spirit. So when he spoke, when he ministered, when he did things, whatever he may be doing, he was what? He was using his spirit. 
exercising his spirit. He was serving in his spirit, serving Christ, ministering life to men. And this is our real service in the New Testament. Our service is not just to do a bunch of things or carry out some kind of a, um, a meeting or or so on. Those are the venues. Those are the means. The real service that we do is to serve people with God, with Christ, with life, with grace, right? With the unsearchable riches of the Lord. That's what we we do. That's real serving. And so Paul did not resort to what? To his soul. He did not serve by the power and ability of his soul. Surely Paul was as a big soul, meaning Paul was filled with capacity in his soul. His mind, emotion, and will, it is just um, um, uh, very rich. But Paul did not use that. Paul served by his spirit. He said, nothing is as important as this. This is how I serve. Um, I hope that you would be impressed, my dear brothers and sisters, as I am and as I was many, many moons ago, many, many decades ago, as I start to follow the Lord and to serve the Lord. This was just saturated me until today. Until today, without this spirit, I have no service. I have nothing to serve with. And I have nothing to serve by. So day after day, what am I doing? I am here to build up my spirit, to strengthen my spirit, to enrich my spirit, to make my spirit the strongest part of my being, you know, uh, when you walk and you hit the door, you hit the glass, you didn't see the glass, which part of you hit that glass first? Well, the part that is the most prominent, bro, your nose, am I right? So that's where you hit, hit the wall first. This this should be the case with with us in confronting and facing and contacting anything in any environment with any person for any need. The the first thing that we should touch those matters is what should be the most prominent part of our being. And that should be what? Our spirit. Sorry to say many of us, we contact people first not with our spirit, but with our soul. Now, you say, well, isn't our heart important? You know, with men, we love people with our heart and so on. Absolutely, absolutely. But not before the spirit. When I hear some news, right? I heard some news. What's my first reaction? I got excited in my emotion. Or I got down and depressed in my emotion. Or I start to 
think and analyze what, what I heard in my mind, or I react with a strong kind of a uh, decision about something, uh, opinion or whatever it is. Is it that way? Or when I hear some news, some talk, the first thing is my spirit rises up. My spirit would react to that first. Is that the case? Well, it depends. It depends on how strong your spirit is, and it depends how what? How exercised and how habitual you are in the use of your spirit. Um, Always use the example of uh, exercise, you know, our human body, our muscles. Uh, It is really the best uh, um, uh, illustration, and it is in the word, in the word. Paul says, you know, exercise yourself unto what? Godliness, right? Exercise, that word exercise is from the same root word as the word gymnastics, gymnastics. And this gymnast, you know, uh, you know, do all these crazy stuff on the, on the high beam, on the, on the rings, on, on the mat, what, what, whatever they do. My goodness, the, they, they practice and exercise themselves for years and years until all their muscles are so strong, you know, to, 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 to carry out all those things. Those, those exercises. And brothers and sisters, we as full-timers are spiritual gymnasts, huh? If I may say so, not, not to, not for a show or something, but to carry out our work and our service to the Lord, to, to contact the students, to, to do this and that, to, 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 to speak in the meetings, to minister Christ, to minister life, to shepherd. All these things, all these things require what? An exercise body, a strong body, or rather a strong spirit. The intuition part, the uh, the uh, fellowship part, and as I covered already previously, our what? Our conscience part, our conscience part. So, oh. And and this takes daily exercise, daily exercise. Um, you know, people play these professional violin violin people. You know, the, the experts can tell that this person hasn't hasn't practiced for a couple of days. You know, but to me, I I'm not an expert, so they all seem alike to me. You know, whether the person didn't practice for a month. To me, it's about the same. Well, to the expert's ear, this person haven't been practicing for a couple of days. I'll tell you, brothers and sisters, it is not too much. We need to practice and exercise our spirit daily, daily in everything. You say, I, I don't know how to do it. Well, you just start practicing, practicing. Uh, you see, I'm just concerned. I may be too much, you forgive me, but I'm just concerned our spirit is not strong enough. It's too weak. 
it, 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 you know, um, um, you do one push-up and you are just dead. You know, one push-up and you're dead. And 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 you know, you you, you hold a, a five-pound thing and and you, you you barely can move. You know, five-pound. You know, this dumbbell, whatever it is. And 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 uh, you you run you you run a few yards and you are uh, uh, out of breath, dear dear brothers, uh, that can all change. We don't have to be like that, and that is not that is not normal. That is not right. Rather, when we oh get into some talk and gossip and 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 feeling this and doing that, more oh, my goodness, I can go all night. You know, in my emotions, in my mind, non-stop thinking, my mind, it just, I couldn't even stop it. It can go 500 laps and more. And my soul is so, so strong, and, but my spirit is so puny and so, 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 so weak. Brothers, we need to flip the whole thing, the whole thing. We need to be strong in our spirit. Now, I'm not talking about we're jumping up and down all the time, screaming at the top of our lungs. You know, uh, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that. I tell you, even to speak to you right now, I need to exercise my spirit very much. To pray, rather than just one round, my, how about... You pray so much that you cannot stop. How about that? As a normal thing. <clears throat> Not showing, showing off anything, but there's so much gas in your spirit. There's so much muscle, so much, so much burden in your spirit. And, and today I will tell you, brothers and sisters, God moves and works. We know that. God is moving, he's working, he's doing many things, very active, the spirit. How and where? Not in the air out there. It is entirely what in our spirit. He is moving all the time. He's acting all the time. You know, this morning when my alarm clock went off, I turned it off to get up. I tell you right away, my spirit is, is like this is like this. What about this morning's word? What about this burden on the spirit? What should I say? Lord, what, what is the word you have? What is the need? You're, you know, Lord. I tell, it's like this. Now, I'm not saying I'm so special, but brothers, this is years of exercise and practice. My spirit is always humming. It, it, the engine doesn't stop. It, it may be on idle, the moment I kick it into gear, it moves and moves. It's like that. I'm 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 not a super superman, okay? I'm not I'm not super. I'm I think I'm quite normal because I'm serving the Lord. And this morning, right here, I'm I'm serving you. You understand what I'm saying? And and Brothers, you know, God, it says in the Old Testament, God stirs up the spirit. Where, do, How does God work? He works by first stirring up your spirit. Go preaching the gospel. Go contact this person. Go and use these scriptures. Go and speak 
to this one. Go and, you know, God is always working, always active, always living. Our God is living. Say hallelujah. Am I right? But he is living in our spirit, always wanting to move, to do something in us and through us to preach the gospel, to minister him to people and so on. But if our spirit is puny, if our spirit is weak and unexercised, we can hardly follow God. We can hardly render him the cooperation that he needs. We can hardly move in tandem with the spirit. So, brothers, if we mean business to serve the Lord, we would what? We would constantly exercise our spirit. Now you're serving. Every day is an opportunity to exercise your spirit. To make, I say again, our spirit the strongest part of our being. That's the case with Paul. Now, I, I, you know, I'm not doing a Bible study, just using these verses in Romans 7, 6 on service. He said this, what? This is, uh, this is, Oops, I'm sorry. Uh, this is Paul talking again. He said what? He said, um, but now we've been discharged from the law, having died to that in which we were held, so that we serve, we serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of letter. And again, Brother Lee had a, a, a marvelous footnote here. And to say again that this spirit here does not refer to the Holy Spirit. It refers to our regenerated human spirit in which, in which the Lord's spirit dwells. The Lord lives in our spirit. And, and because the Lord is there, so God is there. So the spirit is there. So life is there. And that life brothers and sisters, is the resurrection life, right? I am the resurrection and the life. And God is evergreen and ever new. God is ancient, but he's never old. And so <clears throat> um, when, when, when we use the Spirit, when we pray with the Spirit, when we speak with the Spirit, when we do things with the Spirit, it's always with the element of newness. With newness. In the Old Testament with the Jews, they serve according to ordinances, commandments, um, um, the letter of the law, do this and don't do that and do this and do that. That's what the priests did and that's what the people did to serve and to worship God. In the New Testament, there's no no such ordinances. There's no such law, in a sense. There's no such uh, um, letter that we go by. Everything is in our spirit, and everything is new in our spirit to meet the need of a new situation for a new day, for a new occasion, for a new move of the Lord. All that newness, all that newness is in our spirit. And our regenerated spirit, mingled spirit, is a source, is the source of such newness. Because simply, God is there. Life is there. 
The spirit is there and newness is there. My, I tell you, the whole new creation is brought forth from our when our spirit was regenerated. Even we became new, didn't we? Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And when we preach the gospel, we're there to renew people. Am I right? To get them saved, to help them to be born anew, born again. But if we are not in our spirit, how can we effect that? We can say something. We can read, uh, uh, study some Bible with them. But in terms of them being regenerated, in, in a living way, in a powerful way, that newness come in this, comes from the Spirit. How about our meetings? Many of our meetings are just old, sorry to say. It's just the same old. There's no newness there. I don't mean to do strange things. I don't mean we do funny things just to be new. You know, I don't mean that. We We can still sit in the same chair. We can still be in the same place, but all our spirits are so exercised that there's just newness there. Just newness there. There's no oldness there. This is how we serve the Lord. My, I I, I know it is possible. I I, I do see saints. I, they, they, they just use their spirit, love their spirit. They they, they they have the habit of using the spirit. So when they come together, my, you just feel, my, this place is just, just new, just new. Nothing dead, nothing old. Uh, something so present, something so instant. The Lord's presence even is so, so new. And the word we say, where we say, it, it, it conveys newness. There's new utterances, there's new expression. And even we would have a kind of new power within us to meet a very present need in that situation with this person, with that person, this student or that student. Now, uh, I, I, I better, I better uh, 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 go on to, because I'm approaching the last 15, 15 minutes of my time. And this is still Romans. I'm still in Romans. All right. And you all know this verse as well. And that is Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Do not be slothful in zeal, but burning in spirit, serving the Lord. Again, serving the Lord. This chapter 12 is on the serving in the body, chapter 12 of Romans. It talks about the different gifts. It talks about the Lord measure to us different, differently. But we serve together as members in the body. And Paul particularly mentioned three things that are required in this service. Number one, you need to present your body. Your body needs to be presented, consecrated, right? Separated unto God. All right, we know that. Number two, it says your mind, your mind needs to be renewed, not to be conformed to this age. You know, if you want to serve the Lord, 
you cannot be conformed to this age. Your mind needs to be renewed. Then the third thing he said is burning in spirit. I don't know how many messages I heard from our dear brother and fellowship that I heard that he referred to these three verses again and again and again and again. I I just lost count. This thing's a drum into me, if you will. My, my body, it has to be presented to the church life. Absolutely. My whole body, because I'm in space and time. If I don't give present my body, what, what am I doing? You know, um, my mind must be sanctified, transformed from thinking the way the world does and, you know, all the stuff that is of this age. I need to be washed, my brain, right? I need my mind transformed so that I can serve the Lord um, and prove his perfect will. But finally, but actually not finally, you may say the first thing really is my spirit has to be not even just exercised. Here the word is, Paul says, burning. Burning. You know, there's a word burning also in Revelation. The Lord says, I wish you either hot or cold. Right? The Lord said that. You know, that word hot, it means what? It means boiling. Like like the water just bubbling, boiling. You know, 128 degrees. Boiling in spirit, serving the Lord. And as opposed to what? Slothful in zeal. I also find that, again, you, you forgive me, general observation here and there, that this, this full-timers, they're serving. They are serving. Thank the Lord faithfully, right? Thank the Lord for that. I do. I'm so thankful for all of you. I pray for all of you, um, wherever you are in this country or what campus you're in you're serving or whatever area you're serving in, that the Lord would really grace you and use you. You have sacrificed, given your life to the Lord in this way. It's not a small thing. It's just not a small thing. But at the same time, I I detect here and there a lack of zeal. Zeal, what is, uh, I think another word for zeal may be the word fervency. Can, can, is there such a word in English? Uh, a kind of fervor. Maybe that is the more uh, uh, right word. Fervor. That means a kind of a, a hotness. Am I right? A kind of a, uh, uh, what, what is the word? <laughs> um, um, a, a burning kind of a situation, a hot you, you You're hot uh, for something. You, you are zealous. You're a zealot, you know, uh, for something. I, I found that to be somewhat lacking. Um, and uh, brothers and sisters, serving the Lord in the gospel, in caring for people, zeal means a lot. 
Zeal means a lot, a lack of zeal or a kind of slothfulness. Slothfulness is not the way to serve. You know, uh, in uh, in Mark, talking about the slave savior, the Lord Jesus, in that particular gospel, the, actually that is the gospel of Peter, by the way, it talks a lot about immediately the slave did this and quickly the slave did this. Like, like if you are a slave and the, and the, and the, uh, master say come and, 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 and five minutes later you show up. Uh, I don't think it will work well for you as a slave. I mean, instantly you come. There is a zeal. There is a readiness. There is everything is so present with you. You are just zealous to serve in your right and the way to be like this is you are your spirit is burning your spirit is sensitive your spirit is just as i use the word humming and 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 always always what active and never never passive oh you are constantly your spirit is just making you a vital person uh, every moment. You say, well, Minoru Chen, are you like that? How about you? Well, um, I dare not say that I am, you know, 24-7 every minute I am like this. I hope I am, but I'm not there yet. But I will tell you, in principle, that's what I am. That's how I am. Not only when I meet and pray with the brothers or talk to the brothers, but even when I'm not, when I'm not, I practice to set my mind on the spirit. I I practice to speak with my spirit. I practice to react with my spirit. I practice to do things with my spirit. And and um, uh, and, and I, I tell you, I, I, I'm engaged in this kind of a way. So when this uh, uh, the, the siren sounds when the when when the when the call comes i tell you uh, i don't have to go there and take forever to start the engine you, you know what i mean my engine is running already and i can be in the air in in a few couple of minutes because i'm always in that ready mode in that ready mode to serve something to to minister something, to to pray with the brothers and sisters, to meet a particular need um, that 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 shows up, and so, brothers and sisters, I'm burdened for you. That as you are learning to serve, brothers and sisters, you would really, really grow. You would really, really become an effective serving one. You see, whatever you may be doing. So those are the three verses. Now I just uh, wrap up. I know the time is almost done uh, with just this word, with just this word. And that is uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, um, verses uh, 6 to 7. You know, by the way, verse 3 in this chapter is what I use to speak about serving in a pure conscience. So this follows that verse, Paul. Okay? So what did Paul say? Paul said this, For which cause I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, 
which is in you, in you, through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of cowardice, but of power and of love and of sober-mindedness. So here, Paul is encouraging Timothy, stirring Timothy up, reminding him. He said, for this cause, I remind you to do what? To fan into flame the gift of God. Now, brothers and sisters, all of us receive a gift. All of us receive a gift when we were saved. A a certain gift of grace was imparted into us when the Lord came into us. And that is a wonderful thing from God. It's a divine gift from God given to us. And this gift is given to us, not for us to have and put there. That gift is given to each one of us for us to use, to exercise, to build up the church, to build up the body. Whatever it may be. And in the, in the, you know, the New Testament talks about the manifold gifts that we all have that we received. And Paul says what? You fanned that into flame. You fanned that into flame. You know, some, they we all have received the gift, but year after year, I don't see the manifestation of that gift. It's in there. But but it's like that gift never got developed. You know, like, you know, like a child, he, he, he has all the capacity to speak, to do all the things, but he needs to grow so that those functions, right, would, would, would be developed and would be manifested. You know, I've been just, uh, seven to eight months with my two grand, uh, grandsons over here. We are quarantining together. We, I have a three gen quarantine. You know, it's, it's, it's quite fun. I like that. So grand is grandpa here and, and then the grandson there. And my, within these seven or eight months, you know, one is, uh, goodness, I don't even remember the age. Okay. The, the three and five or something like that. Okay. Uh, my, wow, the, the, now they, the way they speak and, and not only their little bodies grew, but, but their, their, their speech is, Amazing. They, they speak better than me almost. And w- what happened? Well, they, they, they were born with that ability, but I, because they talk, they talk. I mean, sometimes I, I have to close my doors because you won't be able to hear me when you hear them. They just, they just nonstop talking, 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 talking about this, talking about that. Uh, and now the speech is so strong. And, and, and one of them, they speak, sometimes he speak like an adult. You know, I said, what, 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 what kind of vocab? These are adult vocabulary, you know, because he, he's here, here his, his mom, here his dad talking. And so he's, he talks the same way. And now he understands, even he understands the vocabulary. He's just not throwing out words. I mean, I mean, adverbs, you know, and, 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 and so on. I said, what is going on here? 
dear, dear saints, I like to see the development of the gift in you. The Lord has given us his own gift for his body. There is that gift in all of you. It is to be treasured and now fan that into flame. That means if you don't use that gift, if you don't fan it, that spark of fire will die off. Okay? Uh, that pilot light will go off. You need to kind of blow. You need to supply the oxygen. You need to um, uh, uh, fan it all the time. Fan, 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 fan. And then keeping it always, always, always burning your spirit. And your gift, likewise. You know, I don't know what gift I have. I think I, I, I have some gift. But that gift was just there. And if I don't use that gift, I don't find it, it will lay dormant. And it won't develop and it won't grow. When I see full-timers serving once, my, from year to year, I just can tell he's developing. That sister is developing. That brother is developing. The gift is coming out. It's becoming more and more manifested that this sister has this particular gift. That brother has that particular gift in their service. My, I tell you, when they stand up to speak, when they share something, I, I can see it's coming out. That is a wonder, wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. Well, uh, to serve the Lord, we need to exercise our gift, right? Now, I will finish here in verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of what? Cowardice. And I see too many coward spirits. Uh, shy, timid, tentative spirits. That's not right. That is not right. Okay? Brothers and sisters, that's not right. We need to condemn cowardice. We don't have a chicken spirit, okay? We, we, we are not given such a spirit. You have to reject it. You know, I know sisters, you know, oh, I'm a sister. I, I should, uh, you know, um, not take over. I'm not telling you to take over, sisters. But I tell you, sisters, you, you, you should have a tiger spirit. You know, they say tiger mom or tiger this and that. You, you should, have a tiger spirit, not to maul somebody, right? Not to kill somebody. You need to have a spirit so strong. I tell you, it says a woman should have a meek and quiet spirit. You say, aha, see, Minoru Chen, you're wrong. I'm a woman. My spirit should be uh, uh, meek and quiet, not like what you're talking about, a tiger spirit. Well, I, I will tell you, you are wrong. It takes a strong and exercised spirit to be meek. Even to be quiet. You know, if you're in your soul, just living in your soul life, you just love to talk, you love to gossip, you love to uh, 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 do all this kind of thing. I, I tell you, you're not meek, you're not quiet. It takes a lot of exercise of the spirit for a for a sister to really be meek and quiet, but not dead, 
That doesn't mean she's dead. She's so exercised to be submissive, to be meek, to be quiet. I tell you, no, 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 you got it wrong, uh, saints. Everything, the quality of our spirit, which I don't have time to get into, you'll find a lot of in these verses about the description of the kind of spirit that we have. And that's a total, another lesson over here. But I will say this much, that whatever those qualities may be, you know, a good spirit, a kind, a gentle spirit, it says in, in some other place, right? Um, um, a, a spirit of joy, all right? What, whatever they may be, those spirits are not just there. That spirit is a result of much exercise. Even a contrite and lowly spirit is a matter of exercising your spirit in that way before God. And it is that spirit that God will visit. He will visit those who are of a lowly and contrite spirit. So um, here the power refers to the will, right? Love refers to the emotion and sober-mindedness related to the will. What is the point here? What is the point here? For us to have a strong will, which is needed, for us to have a loving emotion that is needed, for us to have a what? A sober, uh, sober mind. All of this, all of this is very much related to us having a strong spirit. A strong spirit for the what? Eventually for the exercise of the gift of God that is in us. I hope that, brothers and sisters, we will be more and more delivered from living in our soul. That's what a soulish man does. And a soulish man does not know the things of God, and for sure he does not know the things of man. When we serve people, we need to know people. We need insight. We need to know where they are. We know, we need to know their need. Then we minister Christ to them accordingly. But if you are a soulish person, you're very sharp in the soulish things, right? You, you just live in your emotions and mind and, and will. But your spirit is weak. We cannot serve that way. Our spirit has to be the strongest, the highest part of our being. Then our spirit will dominate our soul and indeed use our soul with all its parts to do the job, right? To care for people, to love people, to consider matters, right? To make proper judgments using our will. All of this related to our service comes from what is the result of a strong and exercised spirit. Okay, I think this is good enough because you're supposed to break into rooms or something, but please uh, take this, uh, this sheet and one verse at a time and, and, and really um, 
pray read over it. Uh, I hope this is this morning's fellowship is a help to all of you. I stop here, Stephen. Amen. Hallelujah for our spirit. Amen. Amen, saints. So um, now we would like to try, and it's it's possible we may run into some technical difficulties, and if so, we have a backup plan. But uh, we're going to try and break out into rooms now. And let me just post in the chat a suggestion for how we could use our time. Of course, you can just uh, do the best you can in your groups to follow the spirit. But here's a suggestion for what you can do in your groups. Uh, introduce yourself. Uh, to each other, get to know each other. We are um, we're all part of the same team. Hallelujah, the heavenly team. So introduce yourself a little bit about uh, where you're serving, uh, maybe how long you've been there. Uh, an- another suggestion: one to two highlights that have uh, that you've experienced so far this semester. And number three, something you enjoyed from this morning. So those are three. Uh, you can just go around and um, share. Uh, from, from these points, if there's time, I, I'll just put a suggestion there of a question you could ask each other, like what are some lessons you have learned in dealing with the various challenges uh, while in serving of serving during the pandemic? Anyway, uh, we're doing random breakout rooms, which means there may not be uh, a, 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 an elder or a player coach in your room, but um, I think it's okay. We all have a spirit. <laughs> And just do the best you can with those in your room to blend, to fellowship, to uh, enjoy this time together. I think uh, this can be a very sweet time of fellowship um, and mutuality, hopefully. Hopefully everyone in the group can say something, all right? Use your tiger spirit to say something and be blended together with uh, some of the other serving ones. All right, so let's go ahead and try this. Hopefully it's going to work. If not, we do have a backup plan. Um, let's go ahead and try to uh, break out into our breakout rooms.